0: Never underestimate Tony Stark. This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Big man in a suit of armor. Take that off. What are you? Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. Please tell me you're going to appeal to my humanity. Uh, actually, I'm planning to
1: threaten you. Yeah, Tony Stark was once again awesome in Homecoming, as Robert Downey Jr. always is in every Marvel movie. He's just a great actor. Man, Nick, I am just all spideyed out after talking about this for three straight episodes now. This is episode twenty-two, by the way. Oh man! But you got any last words on Spider-Man before we bury this topic?
0: No, I just hope that there's. Uh, I hope this movie inspires a lot of comic book readers to go and give Spider-Man another shot. If you've fallen off the the fan wagon.
1: Oh, in the comics, you mean? For sure. Let's just give me somebody else writing it.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, I. Th- Buddy, if you tried Slot's uh, Superior Spider Man, I think you'd be hooked. Because it is uh, Slot writing Doc Ock in Peter Parker's body. Hmm. And how would a villain approach having this fantastic, good looking body? Especially a villain uh, who has never been fantastic or good looking his entire life. Yeah. It was just a great twist. and Needless to say, it it, ring, it it wrinkled a lot of people's panties when they announced that that's what's hap- that that's what was happening. And just like Red Hulk, like as soon as it started, people just shut up because it was such a good book. And it went on for a long time, but it was really really good. Yeah, because it was just such a different voice, so fresh. But there's plenty of books out there, plenty of new books that people should be reading. Even if you just read an arc, guess what? Just like look for an artist that you really like. You might not like the the writer, or do vice versa. But there's something to fill fill everyone's mood. And boy, if this movie yeah. just like springboards people into like, oh, let me try that. I never I never really read McFarland's run, or I never really read Eric Larson's run. Right, like hey I don't care whatever whatever pulls you in I mean there's Frank Miller did some I mean there's there's plenty of great artists out there there's plenty of great writers out there that's done yeah. Spider-Man just look for something that sounds good to you
1: so it sounds like the, um, Dan Slott had a tweet about starting Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man Legacy at number 789 so it sounds like he is going to be going to keep writing it post uh
0: le- legacy he wouldn't be writing if if his stuff didn't sell yeah so
1: so is spider-man your favorite marvel character Do
0: without you know? a doubt oh no yeah? Sp- spider-man's my favorite comic book character oh yeah there's just and there's plenty of spider-man i've never ever read
1: well there's a lot <laughs>
0: but see, I don't care. Like yeah. it's one of those things. Like I'll get around to him. I just haven't yet.
1: Do you read DC? And, oh yeah, absolutely. Who's your favorite DC character?
0: Ooh, holy cow. Uh, that changes quite a bit. Uh, but it's probably Dick Grayson. It's probably Robin. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't, even, let's not even say Robin. It's, it's Rob, Robin with Batman, it's Robin on Teen Titans, Nightwing, huh. and then Dick Grayson becoming Batman. Like, wow. that's that's my guy.
1: Huh. Interesting.
0: That's but you have prob- to realize, when, when I started to read comic books, I he was in Batman. And then I discovered George Perez with Titans, and that just sent me right into Nightwing. And I fell in love with Scott McDaniel. I mean, I fell in love with Chuck Dixon and Scott McDaniel yeah. on Nightwing, and never really looked back.
1: And Spider Man is you like is higher on your board than Dick Grayson?
0: Oh, he's head and shoulders above everyone. Hmm. He, he brings me right back to when I he was Spider Man was the comic book that I would look through because i was so young i couldn't read
1: <laughs>
0: and then i would go back to those issues and actually yeah. read them once i learned how to read right so it's it's a soft spot in my heart there's there's been decades where i dropped off of spider-man just because i got rid of keeps and cowls out of my reading and went independent um but coming back it's like People have told me, don't read Clone Wars. Oh, my God, it's it's a hot piece of garbage. And I look at that, like, and I've looked at some of the photos and some of the, like, images from the covers and interior, and I totally see exactly what people are saying, but I'm actually excited to read <laughs> those years of comic books that I've never read from yeah. it. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, well, I, I, can tell, I can tell you plenty of comics... Spider-Man comics to avoid, but I always find two or three nuggets in each issue that's like that was worth it for me.
1: Yeah. Oh no, I get that. So Ronnie's favorite character is Spider-Man, also. Hmm. Um, and, and we've talked about this because he has so much. He has so much like storyline to pull off of when he talks about Spider-Man, but when I talk about my favorite character. I have like these very sparse, Mm -hmm. small stories, and it's sort of like you know I get what you're saying because it's like I'll take what I can get. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't care if it sucks. It could be like take the worst Marvel writer and have him write a Adam Warlock book, and I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to like it just for that
0: fact, and
1: find something Mm -hmm. to enjoy out of it.
0: Yeah, you have to. even if it's horrible and dated it's still one of those like yeah but this bridged it to right go for him to go to this car- this arc yeah yeah it's no it, it's it, it's Adam Warlock's that that's rough that's rough
1: and, and yeah and he's weird because he's sort of like an underground favorite where mm-hmm. people like him he's just he's never been a front and center character yeah so, maybe that means it, he doesn't sell.
0: But uh, Yeah, I, th- I think he hits right around, like, the Silver Surfer.
1: Oh, oh like, you, well, see, I always thought the Silver Surfer was a notch above him, as far as popularity goes.
0: Uh, possible. I mean, he's had plenty of titles, but they yeah. just never last.
1: Yeah, uh, well, he, and he's another... Stick. That's another character I read a lot as a kid. I loved the Silver Surfer. I still do. And... I've kind, of, I've kind of been disappointed because Dan Slot's writing him. Him also. Which yeah, I, but
0: then you have, but then you have Mike Allred art. There's nothing wrong with Mike Allred's art. <laughs> a lot of people don't like him. Oh, they are. Doesn't his
1: high. wife? Doesn't his wife do
0: the coloring or something? Yeah, absolutely, Laura Allred.
1: Yeah, so they had this thing going on with with so I don't know if you picked up on this, but. I'm going to send you some, like, screenshots if you don't know what I'm talking about. And <laughs> you're going to okay. think I'm, I'm 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 the craziest guy you've ever met. But they have this thing. You know how she always wears polka dot dresses? hmm Every single, almost, like, 90% of the pictures of, what's her name? Uh, well, his girlfriend? Good God. Yeah. It... I don't remember her name. You know who I'm talking about, though. She wears Absolutely. these polka dot shirts and stuff in every single picture of her. They put a black polka dot right on her right where her d- would be in every single picture. To the point where I'm like, okay, they're doing this on purpose.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> he um, all reads all about like pop art. He's all about Kirby, he's all about pop art and why not make it a little sexy? I I can't imagine he would do that with his wife.
1: If his wife didn't have something to do with it. Like she could do that and totally get away
0: with it. But as a guy you can't do that. She's been coloring his stuff for decades, so I Mm -hmm. guarantee you she knows his style as well as his sense of humor better than anyone. And who the hell knows? Maybe she's doing it.
1: That's what I'm wondering. Hey, rock on. Um Dawn. That's her name. There you go. She's uh, I, I loved what Dan Slott did with her. I loved the concept, mm-hmm. and I and I loved her character. It just man, but the storylines were so silly. Yeah, I, I loved Absolutely. what he did, bringing sort of personality to uh um the Silver Surfer by bringing her into the mix, and mm-hmm. all the adventures they went on. Were I just couldn't hang with that. It was just like man it's too pl- it was cool when the playfulness was was dawn and and him together but mm-hmm. the storylines all being playful just it uh, was was i don't know too much
0: <laughs> sometimes you just have to tap out yeah i still yeah. i still
1: read it um to make sure i'm up to date on what's
0: going on but i i love like you called them adventures i love when comics get away from world breaking, universe crashing type events. Like, I don't mind when people just go on adventures. I love the, I think it was Greg Pack. He, I think he did it. Or, no, I'm sorry, it was Rucka. When Rucka did uh, the Cyclops offshoot. Yeah. After they came back as little little kids or teenagers, I should say, I love the Ruka offshoot where him and his father uh, from Starjammers okay. went off into space and just okay. had like father father and son adventures. This starstruck, maybe? Possible? Yikes! I know it's not Star Lord, but it's something very similar to that. But it was just, it was pretty much, I mean, to be honest with you, it was all adventure. It it was like a swashbuckling adventure. It felt like a pirate book, but in space. Right. And I mean, Rucka can do no wrong. So him writing about a father-son, like, finding their connection that the adult Scott never had with his father, freaking awesome. And that was one of those books that just never sold for whatever reason. And guess what? The next the next uh, story that that came around was not done by Raka. Right. So.
1: Yeah, I like Rick Raka. I've yeah, been reading uh, Lazarus for a oh. while since the beginning. Yes. And I'm reading Wonder Woman. I can't. I have a. I liked Wonder Woman on and off, but man, it's
0: it's tough to read. When I when. Ronnie was bitching about Wonder Woman. I told him cuz he was he was complaining about the time jumps. Every issue back and forth back and forth. I don't like that. And I word. and I said, "Buddy, when these get traded, they're going to separate out that stuff and then you're going to read a good story." Yeah, maybe that's true, and but still it, absolu- it absolutely is cuz all I'm doing is reading the trades. Okay. And vol- volume 1, volume 2 is fantastic. Yeah just it, really really good storytelling but if i had to read them back and forth back and forth it gets confusing Caved in. yeah absolutely
1: and it's all it's confusing also because it comes out every other week so yep. it's like man i just wrapped my brain around one story and then we're going to something else which mm-hmm. i don't remember because i've started focusing on this
0: other story it's it's, well, hard. it's hard for me to just it's hard for me to follow as well as focusing on your 25 other comic books that you've read in the last two weeks, right? Like, yeah, they, it, that that's that's rough for yeah. anybody in your position. For me, reading the trade, fantastic.
1: Well, it's it's rough for Rucka also because he's 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 tapping out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he I said, can't blame him. He said this is too much for him. Yeah, I mean, what writer wants to write when you're so used to writing? A monthly book. Now you're writing two yeah. a month. Yeah, come on.
1: And that's what I'm going to drop it as well because I don't want to. Actually, I I love the character of Wonder Woman, but I don't mm-hmm. I don't love it enough to buy it every other week. So, gotcha. I'm looking
0: for who's a, who's the new writer?
1: Did they I announce that? I don't remember. The okay. the only books that the DC books I'm reading at this point is Wonder Woman and Superman. Dang and. And I'm upset with both of them because they come out every other week. I don't like, I don't, I don't. And actually, X Men Blue and Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm really into right now, but I just I don't like by I don't like books to come out that frequently. It's just too much, especially when you're trying to budget your comic selection.
0: <laughs> <It annoys laughs> Absolutely. Me. You guys are reading quite a bit. Yeah, that's that's why I'm. Hey, if somebody wants to send me free stuff, free codes to read, I'll will I'll happily read whatever you send me. <laughs> but until that happens, I will happily grab anything that like is on sale on Comixology or I can get from the library. Oh yeah. And to be honest with you, I don't care that it's 8 months old. It's new. So but like you guys it's buy new to all you. of these titles? Holy Christ, I don't have the budget. Nor do I have the room upstairs yeah. to store all the stuff. I Ooh. don't
1: I don't buy I really don't buy nearly as many as uh, Martin or Ronnie do. And Martin yeah. Martin buys them like bars buys the hard copies.
0: Mm hmm. So Do you do D C B S? No. Wow, I thought you would do that just for the Savings alone. Yeah.
1: No. So I have a comic shop that oh, that's, I got this, I don't know if you're familiar with Charlotte, North Carolina. but no, we am not. We have this like huge comic store that most everybody goes to. and But I'm sort of on the outskirts of town. And this guy, the guy I told you about, who's a big Time Warlock fan, just opened a smaller store near me. Ooh. And I feel, and he's awesome. Every time I go in there, we we get in these long conversations about comic books, and it's awesome. <laughs> so I I feel like I need to support him. I like that. And even though he's small, he never misses. Like he gets all of my titles. It's um, great.
0: Yeah. So why hasn't he turned you on to Jim Starlin's Dreadstar? That
1: <laughs> I don't think we've ever that's ever come up.
0: Man, well then you yell at him for me. How 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 that couldn't how that didn't happen? Because good God, Dreadstar I mean, that is cosmic Starlin at its best.
1: My gosh, when was that?
0: Ooh, eighty two? It was on the Remember when Marvel had um Epic? Right. It was like their offshoot for independent writers and authors, more like uh, it was more in, like, an adult vein. Yeah. That's where it was coming out at.
1: I should check so, that out. So,
0: like, I think Epic even did, or they advertised, they might have just pimped um, <laughs> the death of Captain Marvel. Okay. Like, that's how I first heard of, oh, that's coming, I wonder what that is all about. But that's how I got into Captain Marvel. It yeah. was through Dreadstar. Because Dreadstar, wow. I mean, Star, Starlet had, first he had a talking cat in it, which I always thought was cool. And then he had, um, he, he did this, it, it felt like Pirates in Space, which I always dig. I love pirates and I love cosmic stuff. But his robot designs are so slick. <laughs> and I think that's sort of what hooked me. But like no one recommended it to me. It was just me in a comic book store in eighty two looking at it. And I'm like, ooh, I like you know, I like Judge Dredd at the time. I thought I thought he was a cool look. Yeah. And Dreadstar, wait till you look at it. Like look at some screenshots. Like the main villain is very Thanos looking. Yeah. He's just big and bulky and like he looks like Skeletor. He's like a third, oh no, that's some i that is another villain, but there's oh. like this big like purple dude, and he has a look like he's a third taller than everyone, huh, yeah, it's really interesting, but definitely Crazy. take a look at it, like he has a cool energy sword like. Yeah. It's very dated. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it sounds like Skeletor. Of, <laughs> it is all of like 1982. Okay, so, uh, but it's man, I
1: don't, I don't like. Yeah, whenever I read that stuff now, unless it's something I already read and have a connection to, having read <laughs> it before, I'm like, oh yeah. man, this is painful to read now. <laughs> like, comics have changed a lot.
0: Uh, yeah, they're. Uh, Guess what? Everybody wants to bag on Bendis, but he was pretty much the person that pushed out the, hey, we don't need to have internal monologues. We don't need to have exposition on page one that explains everything that will catch the reader up. Like he threw that all away. Mm. And you look at all the modern writing – and I'm the same way, like I have to be in the mood to read seventies and eighties comics, <laughs> but as soon as like the new modern writing started i I can read that stuff, no right. problem, yeah it's that's very easy, and I wanna absorb it all, yeah, well, yeah,
1: well, try reading some like golden age stuff, yeah, that's, man, it's brutal,
0: you gotta be in the mood for that, absolutely. I was buying the um,
1: uh, Miracle Man reprints. Oh heck yeah! And now some of that stuff was really edgy. Um, for that for that time of the well, and even for now, some of it was really edgy. But when they would show clips of like the original Miracle Man, mm-hmm. when it seemed like okay, this should be like all the funny pages, not a comic book.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, it's like
1: I this is just. Who, I can't. I can't read. I can't read this.
0: Yeah, it should be in like a Walt Disney's uh, magazine, right? Like right next to Scrooge McDuck.
1: Yeah, it's like were people that. I mean, I don't know. It's like I guess society at that point. This was something interesting, but
0: yeah, there's bridges my- <laughs> of, of certain series bridges that made that made it. Acceptable to go into more, you know, dark tones. Before it was all just like very patriotic and you're against evil, you know, good versus bad. (laughs) Right. Like very cut and dry. But now, like, the shades of gray is crazy. Yeah. But it must be interesting for you. Like, I didn't read Infinity Watch or Infinity War until maybe eight years ago. Yeah. And and I just fell in love with that series. I think I even gave Ronnie some Quasar that I read. And I mean, I didn't read that when it was first coming out. Yeah. Like, and, I, like I got involved in, like, one of my buddies was really into cosmic books, and he was just like, here, have a box of cosmic.
1: Now, did you read the entire Infinity Watch run? Yeah. See, that's and like...
0: I, and I love me some Ron Lim.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: How does he not get that's, like praised more?
1: That's my all-time favorite comic book run ever. And it's not that it's not super popular, but it And I don't even know if it's good or not or if I'm just totally biased because it's the first <laughs> thing I ever read. But I love it, man. It's to me, that's like the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Because, wow! Because Gamora's in it, yeah. um, Drax is in it, and mm-hmm. Drax—he's the. Here is what people don't understand. They say, "Why is Drax so silly in the movies?" Like that's not how his character is. But if you read the Infinity Watch, that's exactly mm-hmm. how Drax was. He was like oh, yeah. a brain dead idiot in that in those yep. books. Yep. Yeah, and Moon Dragon was in it, and she, Thanos was a member of the Infinity Watch. Yeah. So all all the stuff that's happening now seems like it, it tie it, it circles back to that in sort of a weird way.
0: And wasn't he like in the savage land or something? Who? Infinity Watch. Well weren't they on an island of some sort?
1: Yeah, they were in the Mole Man's territory. Monster Island.
0: There you go. That Monster was where their island. base was. Yes.
1: On yes. Earth.
0: Yes. Yeah. So Oh, it was so it was so fun.
1: Yeah, and they and and he had the whole like underground base. yeah, so they lived like on top of his underground base.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't remember all the details. But I remember the mole man was under underneath them and owned that territory and sometimes he'd come up and cause trouble or whatever.
0: <laughs> See, going going back to your original statement, that had to be popular for a while. Or what? why would they have put out Infinity Watch? Forty to or, forty some issues. Right. I well, mean that thing went on for four years, for God's sake. So somebody was buying that.
1: Well, it 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 was piggybacking off Infinity Gauntlet,
0: which was yeah. uh a lot of people
1: consider the best Marvel event ever. Absolutely. Even people that aren't like Warlock fans will will tell you that. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, it it came it came on the back of that. That was the fallout of it because after they took the Infinity Gems from Thanos, uh, Warlock somehow they said, "Okay, well, Warlock sort of saved the day in an Infinity Gauntlet, and he was the one that was able to be the protector of them, so that that didn't happen again." And they did that by putting each gem on a different character, mm-hmm. and. Every character they chose sort of mirrored the gem. So, like, uh, Drax had the power gem. Um, Pip had the—I don't remember now. He was able to travel through time and space. Sure. The the non funny gem. <laughs> I guess I don't remember which one it was. <laughs> but that was that, you know, thats why it made it cool because they each had a gem that gave them these unique powers and but. The weird thing about that whole entire comic that still doesn't make sense to me today was that Thanos destroyed the universe with the Infinity Gauntlet. Yet in Infinity Watch, one of the members that Adam
0: Warlock chose to protect the gems was Thanos. It sounds like Thanos became really popular. And they needed to pull him back in Uh uh-huh yeah maybe you're right you you have to you have to get out this uh continuity stuff yeah and think of it in a marketing frame (laughs) of mind right because how many times did spider-man wolverine ghost rider show up in comics around 93 to 95 or punisher yeah like Jesus H, really, you got a shoehorn in, and I mean, I love all those <laughs> characters, but it's it's one of those like they don't need to be in every book. come on,
1: was well, it but the the reason it worked was because, from like that point on, Warlock and Thanos sort of had this um, yin and yang sort of uh, relationship where even though one was. You know, by most people's definition, a good guy, and the other one, a, a super villain. They sort of had this respect for each other, mm-hmm. and they got along. Like even in Jim Starlin's new stuff, he, like he has these three Infinity books that he put out that feature Thanos and Warlock, and Thanos and Warlock are like friends. Like they're working together, even though they're on different sides. It's like you take the most extreme Democrat and the most <laughs> extreme Republican. But they sort of get along and can sort of work together. And that's what he did with those two characters, which was kind
0: of cool. Well, I appreciate you didn't say that they were like brother characters. Because that always drove me crazy when people would compare their relationship as brothers. Yeah. They, they were adversaries that completely respected each other. Yeah, for sure like you don't think you don't think Warlock wasn't looking at uh Thanos thinking when's this guy gonna turn? I know he is he has to Leopard yeah. don't change his spots. Come on now
1: it's weird though it's like i I understand this character even though i don't I think Warlock humanized Thanos in in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. he was able to see. Like Thanos is this super bad guy that wants to destroy the universe, but because of the way I always read Thanos through the eyes of Adam Warlock, I always saw Thanos as somebody who um who if you just tapped him the right way, could 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 sort of save the day.
0: Well, he wanted to destroy the universe be- for his love. Right. And I think that's what Warlock saw as a humanizing quality. Yeah.
1: Of course, it was his his love for death. Absolutely, for sure. Misguided.
0: But where do you fall with uh, Magnus?
1: (laughs) What do you mean? That's like Um, his alter ego. Yeah.
0: With the fantastic afro.
1: Yeah, well, he, no, I mean, to, to me, the way I've always read it, he's much worse than Thanos because he's just sort of, the bad you take all the bad from the character of Wardlock and put him in a character, and that's what Magus is for sure. And yeah, there's, and there's no reasoning like Thanos, even in the like Jeff Lemire's. I don't know, well, you're not reading it because you trade watch, mm-hmm. but in um, well, this is a little bit of a spoiler. Should I, should I not bring it up? I love spoilers in the current Jeff Lemire's Thanos, um. I'm trying to figure out how to say this without saying too much. No, but
0: say it all. I but w- there, I there it is
1: all. a twist where everybody who wants to kill Thanos, where he's such a bad guy, all of a sudden says, okay, stop. Thanos, we need you to help us defeat the real bad guy in this story. And that's, to me, how I've always pictured Thanos, is that, like, okay, he's a super villain, but hey... You can also rationalize with him, defeat the real bad guy. Whereas, like, Magnus, he's just like, that's just all evil. That's like the uh, backside of Adam Warlock that is nothing but
0: evil. Magnus is the id, like, completely uncontrolled. Right. It, it's just, it's like a three-year-old child. Like, it is all base reactions. Yeah that's why he's such a great character even though I don't like the his character model I think that's super outdated who Magnus or Warburg? yeah no 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 Magnus no I still like I, uh, buddy I like moon dragon like that is so outdated yeah. yeah I still like it and it isn't even a sexy thing it's just a cool looking thing which now which moondragon uh, the, the one before the... the one before they changed her in, with Abnett Lanning so when she's bald and yes but see I also like Starhawk when with the big like gliding wings yeah that came out though, which absolutely looked completely ridiculous but right. who cares it looked cool like I don't need everything to make sense I, I'll I'll go with Cool Factor nine times out of ten. Well, you know I, were... I love Magnus. I, I thought he was such a cool character, and he always and like it seemed like the colorist. Whenever I think, didn't Lim do something with Magnus? Probably. I swear he did something. But I just remember the colors just being so crazy, rainbow like they were so oversaturated. But that's what made it fun. Like, yeah. you knew, like, this is going to be a weird arc. Like, you better, like, belt up for it.
1: There's been a rumor, I don't know if it's true, it's probably not true, but that he's going to appear in Infinity War. Hmm. Magus. I think we've been saying Magnus, and that's not right. <laughs>
0: but yeah, yeah, I do say it wrong. But that's all right. That's okay.
1: I started saying it, too.
0: I, I've, been like, saying it it for dec- I've been saying it for decades that way. I can't change it now. Magus, yes, there is no end. There's
1: a rumor though that he's in Infinity War, and did you know that Adam Warlock? It's I think it's pretty much confirmed that he, this the infin, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is going to center around Warlock. Have you heard of that? Well, they had that golden egg thing, yeah. right? Yeah, they did sort of. Yeah, yeah. So they plugged they it in. So that's cool. I'm hoping all this all this stuff. And they already have Gamora and 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 Nebula, and they've plugged uh, Moondragon also because because mm-hmm. Drax was talking about Moondragon in in the last movie. So, will they...
0: Drax play a saxophone? <laughs> nah. <laughs> will I Will Pip the Troll show up in? Oh, they three. they got to do Pip. They but, don't
1: have to do, but that. the only problem is Pip. Is, like Rocket Raccoon is sort of to me the modern day Pip the Troll. So I don't think they have to do him. You want it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> but the Guardians you, you're of the
0: Galaxy are such a cosmic guy. I love it. Oh, for sure, I and
1: that's it. where that's where Guardians of the Galaxy three is going to launch the Marvel Cinematic Universe in that direction. It's going to be mm-hmm. awesome
0: absolutely I'm looking forward to it I just don't want any street level characters heading off into the galaxy I don't need that I
1: don't think so hopefully they'll be smarter than
0: that I hope not my fingers are crossed (laughs) (laughs) but who knows guess what if Spider-Man is hitting home runs and all of a sudden his movies are making crazy amount of money they're gonna put Spider-Man into space (laughs) guess what oh Look at Hulk for God's sakes. Where the hell how the hell did he end up in Ragnarok?
1: Well, yeah, but that's the uh Planet Hulk storyline that they're pulling up pulling off of.
0: Oh, I know. Because and believe the, me, I'd rather like to have a Planet Hulk yeah. uh film than a Ragnarok film. But I'll take whatever the hell they're gonna give me.
1: I'm hoping that's sort of what that's why that happens. I hope they shoot him off into space the same way
0: the fantastic four did in planet hulk you mean the illuminati huh it wasn't the fantastic four it was the illuminati remember that
1: no it was uh it was reed richards yes
0: but he was part of the illuminati was
1: he? okay yeah. i don't remember
0: yeah it was like uh remember when all the heroes got together behind the scenes yeah
1: i thought it was well, the fantastic four
0: it... no no okay. Sue never knew about that and that's even in Hickman's run. Hickman taps into the Illuminati right. quite a bit. Yeah, he did. Yeah.
1: Leading up to the
0: Secret Wars. But I love that. Even I think that, that was one of the best. Uh, we have to separate the Infinity Stones. Like, I'm going to give it to Captain America. Don't tell us where you're going to bury it, what you're going to do with it. Just get rid of it. And I loved it because you knew all those stones were going to find its way back. Loved it where you just want to keep everything in space. <laughs> no. Don't come back to Earth. We don't need you there. Which is true. I no. don't want to see I don't want to see Thanos on Earth. I want to see him up in a big spaceship or a a foreign planet in his so little to... uh,
1: armchair thingy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah,
1: Thanos doesn't really yeah. he's 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 not really on Earth too often. No, which is great. But then again, the Avengers aren't very often in space. And know, Infinity they... War is not an Avengers story, so who knows
0: what's going to happen. The Avengers need need to go into space more in their comics. They used to do that a lot in the like, 80s yeah. and 90s. I think it's easier, though, to bring the
1: Guardians to Earth than it is to bring the Avengers into space. Maybe yeah. not.
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, nowadays, it seems like it doesn't really matter. Well, like we'll only, figure that out.
1: The only reference point to the Marvel Cinematic Universe in space is the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're the only ones that have been there, you know, for the, for their entire movies.
0: Yeah, true. So, but even look at I the comic books. There's not a lot of space comic books out there either. I mean, in the last like five right. years, and and a two. lot of
1: them that are wind
0: up back at Earth for some reason or another. Yep. Yeah, how long did you think Venom Space Knight was gonna <laughs> stick around? Come on! But when the infe- when the humans went to the moon and lived on the moon, that was pretty special, right? Yeah, I'll take I'll take that over uh, at the bottom of an ocean.
1: <laughs> all right,
0: Ugh. Jack, you made me want to go and pull out some quasar, yeah, and read some. Oh man, <laughs> you got me all fired up.
1: Man, I need to wrap it up. I just realized it's almost 1 a.m. here.
0: Yeah, no doubt. See what you're doing to me. Get, <laughs> hey,
1: we're talking w- cosmic. Come w- on. Wind me up and
0: <laughs> How much cosmic talks your wife going to do to you? Come on. <laughs> you <laughs> know <shit>. that's okay. like
1: <laughs> Yeah. I don't know.
0: like my wife I'll I'll if I read something that's really engaging and exciting comic book wise, the next day I'll be like, look, I know you don't even want, care about this, nor do you even care to hear it, but I have to tell somebody. <laughs> but just pretend to hear me out for a yeah. second. Just, just give me three minutes and let me, like, yeah. geek out. I thought that's, I why think, you, that's why you podcast, though. That sort of fills the need. <laughs> but there are times where you're just like, I got to tell you, just this one thing. It, it, it drove me crazy. Yeah. So... That's why we podcast till, what, for two hours and 15 minutes? Yeah.
1: Gotta get it out, man. Yeah, Sam, then there's another uh, archive episode in the wings, if me and Ronnie don't
0: record. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this is like a nerdy legion. I always call them like, oh, these will be our uh, evergreen episodes, as long right. as we're not talking about current crap yeah hell yeah let's put this out in november when you want to take off for you know thanksgiving or whatever
1: yeah we were totally on
0: subject yeah absolutely yeah as long as you're not mentioning like i can't believe trump did this this week (laughs) no one knows right nor do they care really it's when you talk about like man that that new star trek tv show that looks awesome when that comes (laughs) out we gotta talk about that right
1: then i'm like can i put that on a marvel podcast (laughs) <laughs> we'll see an Nerdy lesion though you can put whatever you want.
0: Yeah, but we that would be so dated if we held oh, okay. on to that, you know. Yeah. We've got to watch yourselves with that. But no, I don't get to talk about cosmic stuff at all or people will want to talk about cosmic stuff and then for whatever reason it'll go into if I'm lucky green lantern, oh. if I'm not lucky then they'll start talking about all of the sci-fi not cosmic stuff, but sci-fi stuff that, like, Image is doing. And it's like, yeah, I'll talk about that. But you know what I really want to talk about? <laughs> Quasar. Oh, there you go. And, yeah, Nova, and well, the Nova Corps. You're, and...
1: you're welcome one here anytime. <laughs> hey, me and Ronnie have a hard enough time lining up schedules, so. Well, with, with Ronnie and baseball, the, the,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, for sure. So,
1: all right, man. All right. Yeah, so uh, thanks everybody for joining us once again on the Ultimate Marvel Podcast. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach the podcast on Twitter at Ultimate Marv Pod. Again, not Marvel Pod. Ultimate M A R V P O D. You can reach Nick at Nick Wetmore, N I C K W E T M O R E, and I'm at Jack Sutherland, J A C K S U T H E R L A N D. Yes, I'm not a moron. I can spell. Great chat. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Let's do it again sometime. Great. Just give me a
0: let me know. When they kidnapped your boy and forced me to do evil, I created an iron suit to protect my people. Escape. Vowed to be Iron Man the Great. Billionaire, Tony Stark to renew your face. Build stark towers, throw the biggest events. Got liquid, armor, I can paint on vents. Keep it through bad chicks. I to average Hero movie premieres. Hit me with his L six, six, and 066 to letting go. Playboy industrialist, face a of a ghost, mind of a technology specialist. Modern day speed slang therapist. Specialized weapons, I can blow on terrorists. So don't sleep, big homie, real recognizing I can see you phony. My weak heart can't take it. Got a lifelong sentence. Boy, genius ground up, and I fight with a vegan.
1: so thanks again so thanks again for joining us once again on the yeah so uh thanks for joining us (laughs) sheesh what am i nuts don't answer that